Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Aaron. And this is Beyond the Ranch. Uh, Aaron, so I, I heard this story about a guy that grew up in the city, decided that he was going to move out to the country and bought a little spot of land. And he went into his local feed store and he said, I'm getting into the chicken business. I need a hundred baby chicks. And the guy at the feed store, of course, that's a, that's a lot of baby chicks. And he said, man, I'm going for it. I'm going to, I'm going to do the chicken thing. And they said, great, here's a hundred baby chicks. Guy takes them home. About a week later, he shows up back at the feed store. He says, I need a hundred more baby chicks. And they said, you just bought a hundred chicks a week ago. I mean, how big is this chicken you know, business going to be? And the guy says, well, the first crop didn't work. I said, what? I said, well, I think I buried them too deep. Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch. Am I supposed to grow into something? <laughs> That's the point. You plant. You don't plant chickens. I thought you were going to say they made chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken nuggets are good, man. I haven't had chicken nuggets. Oh, man, now I want chicken nuggets. I like chicken I nuggets. Just, I was like, baby chicks, crops, you know, they're disappearing. And he made chicken nuggets. <laughs> I like chicken nuggets, man. Now you got that in my and I know that McDonald's chicken nuggets are they're they're like the uh, best chicken nuggets. No, I not. like I like them. But I know they're not real chicken. They're like toes. Well, they say and, they're hundred percent white meat now. Remember when they went through that whole like rebranding of their chicken nuggets? Oh yeah, I don't want to get sued by McDonald's. Uh yeah, so if it's hundred percent white meat, it's hundred percent white meat. It's just extruded through a thing that makes well, it look yeah. like a boot. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all like pulverized and mashed up and then pressed. Yeah. That's what hot dogs are. Yeah, do you trust hot? You don't like hot dogs very much, do you? I mean, I'll eat a hot dog, but it's like not my favorite. I also really, I don't like McDonald's chicken nuggets. Um, I like chicken strips. It's the same thing. No, it's not been mashed up. It's not been pureed. Because the texture is different. Chickens don't grow in strips. Yeah, you can cut the chicken breast into strips. I make chicken strips at home, like from scratch. But yours look like, yours are not perfect squares. Those chicken strips you get at McDonald's are like perfect little. That's a nugget. No, like the long, I'm thinking of chicken fries. Oh yeah, that's not real. Okay. All right. (laughs) So chicken strips are like cut off of the chicken breast kind of thing. Yeah. And chicken fries are potatoes that are cut and then turned into chickens. (laughs) I mean, it's chicken. I think it's chicken. It's just been extruded. Either way, the moral of the story is that chickens don't grow out of the ground. Yeah. And they don't grow in the size of, in the shape of a boot. (laughs) I prefer Wendy's chicken nuggets if I have to eat a fast food chicken nugget. You know what's horrible is we do, we haven't haven't eaten fast food in quite a while. We've actually been pretty good. No, Mackenzie wants McDonald's for school because it's her birthday this weekend. Oh, are you going to go have lunch with her today? Well, not today. (laughs) Maybe Monday. I thought maybe Monday we could. But Grace is in the lunchroom at the same time. So you have to have lunch with both of them. We have to take lunch to both of them. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad thing. I kind of like going to school and having the lunch with the kids just because it's... First of all, they get really excited about it. Um, they just get really excited that they, they don't get, get McDonald's. that excited about lunch at home on the weekend. It's not like a big deal. I guess <laughs> kind of for Grace because she grazes all day long. Yeah, she's a grazer, <laughs> and then she's always hungry, so <laughs> she kind of gets excited for lunch at home. Sometimes she literally is like about like nine o'clock in the morning after she's had her first breakfast and her second breakfast. <laughs> She'll be like, when are we going to have lunch? <laughs> Grace should have been a hobbit. Didn't they have first and second breakfast or something? I, I think know. I vaguely remember that from a Lord of the Rings movie or something. She literally has first and second 
breakfast on the weekends and right. then like and then like like lunch. a snack and then like pre-lunch <laughs> and then lunch and then second lunch and this is a kid that will never pass 40 pounds literally doesn't weigh 40 pounds yeah five she's, and a half years old she's little <laughs> she's little and she's weighed that 36 38 pounds for like a year i know and she eats like a horse she she's an anorexic i think she anorexic. might eat more than i do it's not anorexic. I was going to say an anorexic horse, but that's I never I can never keep anorexic and bulimic well, she straight. She doesn't throw up. Well, I know is bulimic the one that throws up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She does eat though. Trust me. Oh my gosh, so much. She had a bloody nose last night. Did you see that? Yeah, I wiped her face this morning. I didn't check her pillow. Did you check her pillow? No. So no, she she, that she told me that she had a bloody nose, and then she was kind of embarrassed about it. I don't know why she's embarrassed about it. I don't know either. I can't figure out kids. Anyway. I was like, oh, you must have had a little bit of a bloody nose. She, um, they always get like things written on their hands, like at school, if they do good, like Mrs. Redden draws like little flowers or shapes and stuff on their hands. And if it doesn't get wiped off good at night, like if they don't get a bath, because just hand washing doesn't cut the marker, <laughs> um, then uh, if she sleeps with her hands on her face, she'll have marker on her face. So right. um, I need to be better about washing it off at nighttime. But if not, we just fix it in the morning and... I was wiping off the marker on her face and I told her to scrub her face this morning and um, she kind of had missed a spot. And then I was poking around and I was like, oh, you must have had a bloody nose. And she's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, well, no, you did. <laughs> I see blood in your crusty nose. Liar, liar, <laughs> pants on fire. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, we are actually filming uh, this this podcast as we record it. And uh, the reason we're doing that is we have a video coming out uh, this weekend uh, on YouTube about... Uh, our Wyoming life and how social media plays into it. I mean, obviously YouTube, people don't think about it, but YouTube is social media as well. Yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and, and all how all this stuff, you know, uh, just kind of plays into uh, our whole life, our whole broad scheme, our, our agenda, if you will. I don't know if we really have an agenda, but, uh, you know, in order to bring agriculture closer, you know, to bring people closer to agriculture, I mean, you have to reach people. And that's what social media is all about. And trying to figure it out, uh, it's a it's a complicated, secretive, weird thing. Every system has its own algorithm and its own way to attract new viewers. And, you know, there's certain perks and milestones that occur on each platform that make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um like when we hit 5,000, see this is the thing, Facebook has followers and likes. I don't know the difference, but I know when we hit 5,000 of one of those, that made a difference in our life. So uh, who are you yeah. waving at? Lincoln. Oh, okay. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. Lincoln. <laughs> plop, 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 plop. Um, yeah, and then Instagram, like when we get to 10,000, we get some some different perks and like we can include links in our posts because right now like I can't, I can put a link in, but you can't click on it. Uh. All right. All right. Bye, Link. Okay. Love you, dude. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> now, Lincoln is gone again, uh, off running and doing his own thing. Yeah, it, it, there is. There's different perks with different uh, different platforms. Obviously, even uh, the podcast that we record and post through Anchor, uh, we get different perks. The more uh, people that listen to the to the podcast. 
uh, more people that subscribe to it, that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's all based on these weird little perks and like you can't do certain things until you reach the platinum level or the gold level mm-hmm. or however it works, right? Yeah. And, you know, luckily like with YouTube, um, you know, because our first video was so successful, like we got monetized right away, even though like we made $14 a month for six months, eight months, whatever it was. But now like even the monetization standards have changed and like it's been that way for about a year or so that monetization has changed. And I went back and looked because we were like, oh, well, we would have got it right away because it was a big uproar within the YouTube community. Um, and it would have taken us literally we made $75 before, like with the new monetization standards, like that's what we would have lost. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just it's hard to get. It's a weird and thing. that was over six months. So or something it took like about. That. Yeah. yeah. What it took. You, know, you have to have 4000 hours of watch time. And so even with like 2,500 subscribers, it still took us like six months to get 4,000 hours of watch time. Um, now we get 4,000 hours and sometimes a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so the, the video that's coming out is going to be, um, it's, it's, I hope it's going to be like an eye opener. Cause I think that, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, unless you're, you, unless you land yourself having to deal with social media, you don't think about it. I know I never did. I never had to worry about it. I didn't think about how things worked. And my hair on my face. <laughs> so do on my I. Lip. I've got a few of those too. Stuck on my lip. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, you don't think about how, um, you know, things work and, and how things that you do affect the way that social media works for us. You know, like people hitting the thumbs up or, or sharing or even commenting a lot of times. Um, or the thumbs down. Like on YouTube, it doesn't matter. Thumbs up, thumbs down, like, and share. It's all interaction. Right. And comment. Like it's as far, all... As far as I know, they don't wait anyone uh-uh. uh, any more than any, but... No. But it is about, you, it's about interaction. It, <laughs> videos that have, um, like the YouTube Rewind is the most disliked video on YouTube. But it's also the most viewed video. It's on also YouTube. like one of the most viewed videos. Um, it's interaction, and so the more even videos that are hugely unpopular, in in the thumbs down category, can make the trending page and right. go viral. Right. And there's other things, you know, within YouTube. There's the uh, what is it, spotlight, creator spotlight, oh, creator on the rise, creator on the rise. There's all kinds of weird stuff that you can get into, and that's uh, one of the things we're going to take a look at in this weekend's video, and also get you guys a little bit of behind the scenes. Uh, on what we're doing and how we're doing it. And a lot of times it comes down to how it's going to squeeze into our life too, because even right now uh, our podcast was due this morning. We are recording it. Uh, well, it's still morning. I guess we're still kind of ahead of the game. So, um, you know, but we it, did bad this week about like schedule and prioritizing and time management. Like we did good the week before. I, what was the carpet? Kind of, I think screwed us up. Kind of fell off the wagon. Trying to get week. carpet done. Um, we started out Monday, like really great. Like we, um, we made a calendar of like, so not only is it important and you're going to talk about all the social media stuff of like, you know, how to interact with our pages if you care and want to help us, you right. know, do all the things and stuff. And, and you're going to explain that. But um, we also have to be diligent about what we're promoting. We don't want to like sell stuff every single video and stuff, but also like if we never tell you about Instagram you're never we're not selling find Instagram us. number one yeah, to start yeah. with. I mean, I, I hate selling stuff anyway, but like yeah. if we don't tell you about Instagram, you would never know to go there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have to build this whole social media presence, but then like annoyingly, we have to tell you all about the social media presence all the time. Right. <laughs> and, and that's just because there's obviously new viewers coming in every single day and they didn't know that we had an Instagram. And so. Oh, we, I get that all the time. You guys should have Instagram. We do. We do. 
Yeah, so we made a calendar of like in each video we're going to, you know, obviously we want people to like, subscribe, and comment on YouTube and ring the bell. (laughs) (laughs) But then also like one additional thing that we're going to just tell you guys about. So, yeah. Yeah, and getting that kind of scheduled out. And it's, it's, I've always, I've said that like 2019, I think, is going to be a different kind of year for us because it's going to be, uh, a year because we, we kind of, we know what we're doing. We've kind of got it figured out. Not at all. And it kind of, now we kind of have a little bit of space to like tweak things and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, we know what doesn't work. Let's try some new things and see if those work. Um, you know, we're redoing the the logo. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. some, uh, we actually have a graphic, graphic artist helping us out, graphic designer. I don't know what her official title <laughs> is, but, uh, She's helping us out and getting us, you know, moving in the right direction. She, she, you know, and it's nice for me because I don't have to do it, number one. And like she, I, I got a hold of her. I said, I want, this is our logo we have now. I want something new. I want something fresh. She sends us an idea and then we go, oh, no, that doesn't work. Change this, 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 and this. So it's, it's easier in a way, but at the same time, you're like, you still have to obviously have your, your, your fingers in the pie, but it's not as much, you know, somebody, somebody comes to you with an idea, you know, it's like when I get uh, an email and somebody says, Hey, and it's, and it's a good email. And somebody says, Hey, you should do a video. Well, this social media one is a perfect example. Somebody said, can you do a video about how social media works? So that took that pressure off me. I didn't have to come up with an idea for a video. And we, no, you just and, have to execute. Yeah, you have to execute it. But we've had this idea banked away for quite a while. That suggestion was months and months ago. So I drink too much coffee and it's hot. <laughs> the other thing is we don't edit a whole lot. So in the in the podcasts and stuff like that. So and I don't know if I'm going to talk about this at all in the video, but I'll talk about it here. Is the fact that you know the the videos that we put out are produced. And, you know, the narration is scripted and, you know, that we can, we're very, my, my whole thing has always been, um, if we're going to, if we're going to waste 10 minutes of your time, well, I don't want to waste 10 minutes of your time Mm -hmm. with ums and ahs and trying to figure out what I'm talking about and where I'm going. You're listening to the podcast. That's your own fault. (laughs) You're going to get that. So that's my point. Like, you know, we have our weekly videos, our, 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 our YouTube videos that come out on the schedule and those are produced and they're very much to the point. Yeah. It's very like we have a. Uh, a roadmap essentially whether it's a certain part scripted or very much like bullet pointed out like it's it's an outline they all have yeah. like an outline we're to going them. down a very we know, specific we know where path. the story is going to go and how it's going to flow yeah whereas like podcasts and live streams and stuff like it's not that way and that's fine um some people don't like the like more formal like scripted people videos. are used to youtube where it's just kind of like hey i'm on youtube i got a selfie stick and i'm you know i'm doing something weird yeah and i think that's fine it, it takes works a, for people it takes a lot like a lot of practice like honestly like it takes a lot of the practice big thing is like that. with people that do that type of thing like vlogging they're filming all the time i can't film all the time i can't do it you know i have to have uh, you know, projects or I have to have some sort of specific uh, when you have to have your hands to be for. able to do something too. Yeah, I like, don't have enough hands. Um, yeah, and we've talked about that before. Like, it's just, it works better for us to use a tripod and tell the story over the video right. later on. So yeah. that's what we do. And I mean, obviously it's working for us. So And that's the point, like, like what I was going for was like, we have that structured video type thing. But then when you get people that, that comment and say, I don't like that. That's stupid or uh, whatever else, you know, you can also say, well, then, you know, if you, if, but you know, I got one this week that was uh, um, something about how they hated the, the regular videos, but that's their only gripe. They love our channel. 
And so I said, you know what we do, you know, you can come to live streams. Those are off the cuff. You can listen to podcasts. And I love our live streams, but like, it's a freaking hot wandering mess. Like, and granted we're answering comments and that drastically can change the conversation and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from our perspective, like I love live streams, but sometimes like, it's kind of boring because it's like content wise for us, like not for the the viewer, it's kind of the same thing like over and over again, which is fine. There's Mm -hmm. always new people. And so you know, we want them to be able to interact and connect with us in that live stream type setting. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the conversation is repeated every week. So thank you guys that stick through that every single week and don't get bored with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have people that come, I'm walking away from the table. No one's going to be able to hear you. <laughs> no, pointed at you because it was already pointing at me. It was actually pointing at both of us, but that's okay. I'll point <laughs> Everyone's a director. <laughs> What were you saying? I said everyone's a director. No, before that, before I got up to move the camera. (laughs) Um, Oh, we're talking about live stream. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is, there's always new questions that come up. Like, I'm not saying every single question is repeated, but, you know, I would say at least a good 20 minutes out of the 60 minutes is kind of like repeated every time. So Yeah, and and our moderators are good about answering questions that they see a lot. Uh, you know, but there is that that the podcast, the the live stream, um, the uh, the life stream, which I haven't done one of those for quite a while because nothing exciting is happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are those are the off the cuff things. So that I think that one of the things that I really strive for um, with YouTube and our Wyoming life in general is to be able to give people what they want. So if you want the you know, the cost of ranching and, and numbers, you can get that. Or if you want to have, uh, we're fixing fence, we can do that, you know, but at the same time, I'm not doing like tutorials, obviously, you know, I'm not no, showing somebody how to fix a fence. That. If you want to learn how to fix barbed wire, like there's 9 million videos Google out that. there to do that. <laughs> but if you want to know the story behind the barbed wire or why it's there or the silly cow, you know, I can't believe how many people told me I should shoot 39. Because she's a troublemaker. I and, I, and I kind of alluded in the video, like she was in the group of cows that went through the fence. But then like people are like, you know, you should just shoot that cow. And I'm just like, what? Remember how she used to get out all the time? Well, she, we used to call her Houdini because she would just show I'd up in weird places. Cowdini. Cowdini. We'd yeah, go she, to town and we'd come back and she'd be like. In our yard. Like by our house. Like, what's up guys? Yeah. And we had no idea how she was doing it. No, it was like. She must have been jumping fences. Maybe. I don't know. She's when too she old was young and, and young and spry, you know, dang heifers, man. Yeah, I don't know how old is she, seven maybe? Six, well, she seven. was a heifer. She calved the first year. She calved in 2009 was her first calf. Oh, wow. So she's 10 years old. She's over 10 years she's old. She's getting old. Wow. Yeah. That's the, yeah, it's, a, it's crazy how that happens. Yeah. Yeah, so she's 12. No, no she way. was born. She was born in 2000. She was born in 2008, right? Yeah, so she's 11. She's going to turn. No, wait, no. She was born in 2007. Wow. Seven, bred in eight, calved in nine. Wow. Yeah, she's 12. Makes me feel old. We got to get some more cows. Yeah, we We do. Some younger cows. That, man, that's going to make me sad when, like, when 39's gone. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, you do see him come and go. You know, I was thinking about that the other day with Bambi even, and and Mackenzie's cow is like, as she, you know, Bambi's going to go away before Mackenzie's out of high school. Yeah. You know, so it's just part of the whole deal. But Debbie Downer. You're like, let's make this podcast happy. (laughs) Let's make this a happy podcast. (laughs) Nope. It is just, you know, it's just part of it. But no, I mean, some cows are naughty. She's not mean. 
No, she's pretty darn friendly. And, you know, that's that's how she got her, her notoriety. Well, with us anyway, that's how she became friendly. Because when she was a heifer, she would just come up and eat out of your hand. She was the only one out of that group of she's heifers She was like the first one that did it, yeah. Yeah, she'd just come up and, and eat cake or whatever else you had. And she would and she became friendly somewhat. She's not really super friendly. No, but um, she's not Bambi. No, she's not like cuddly friendly. Uh-uh. But yeah, I couldn't believe how many people were like, you know, oh, that's, that troubled cow. And it, the bad thing is like, okay, you get rid of one cow that's a that's a troublemaker, another one's going to step up and take its place. So it doesn't really They have different you know, personalities and you just have to manage the different personalities. Mm-hmm. Now a cow that tries to kill you every time you have to take a calf or you put her in a corral, you that's know, that she turns issue. dangerous and she's a, you know, uh, fences are just suggestions <laughs> for cows. Just a suggestion. They abide by it some days, other days they don't. But a cow that, um, it's a different thing to try and jump over a fence or push down a fence that's loose um, to barrel through like a wooden corral fence, which we have seen. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different situation, you know, and that's a dangerous situation. So, um, you know, if the grass is greener on the other side and let me just test this suggested little wire here, that's fine. Yeah. And, And we had a lot of suggestions about uh, electric fence that we should do electric fence. You know, that, that single, run of, <laughs> that single run of fence over there is, is over 700 feet long. That's a lot of electric fence, you know, and that's a lot of chargers and, and we, everything else. Yeah. I mean, we literally have no electric fence on the ranch. No, we never have. Never and there's it. millions of acres in this country that are fenced without a single strand of electric fence. Yeah. So we don't need electric fence. That kind of bothers me actually. That you need electric fence. Oh, I get the you need, you should thing all the time. We don't need electric fence. No. You just need good fences. And sometimes you, they break a post. Post gets old. Post gets old. Cow, cow's rubbing on it, you know. Again, just a suggestion of yeah. where they should stay. Yeah, she breaks off a post and all of a sudden, oh, there's grass over there and this post is broken and I can push this down. And, you know, they get time. You know, that's all they got. They're like, they're like, they're like prisoners. They're they're in prison. All they have is time. They can figure out how to make a bar of soap into an AK-47. All they have is time and they're going to figure it out. Speaking of time, uh, we promised last week that we were going to take some, uh, some voicemails on. If you're listening to us on the Anchor app, uh, you can actually leave us voicemails on that app. You can ask questions. You can give suggestions. Uh, don't start it with you should or you need to. <laughs> but uh, you can leave us suggestions. You can uh, just say hi, whatever you'd like. You just have to do it right there on the app. And uh, we're going to listen to one right now. Hi, Mike. This is Dan in Wisconsin. I just listened to your podcast and wanted to comment on your chicken problem with predators. Chicken wire does work. You can usually get an either an 18 or 24 inch width on it and just add it on to the bottom of your uh, chicken run. You just dig down about a foot, uh, make your trench about six inches wide so you can form an L going out, out of the chicken yard at the bottom of the trench. Just make your bend so that it's perpendicular to the chicken fence. Uh, run it down there, bury it. Uh, Animals hit the wire, and even badgers stop when they hit the wire. Just wanted to make life easier for you. And uh, once winter comes and your ground's frozen, you have till spring because there's really not much going to dig through frozen ground in Wyoming. That was Dan uh, Wickersham from Wisconsin, in case you couldn't tell. And uh, (laughs) Dan uh, actually has a good point there about the chicken house. That's one of the issues that we're dealing with now is uh the badgers and the fox and all that kind of stuff and one of the plans in the spring is to go back through and uh reinforce that mm-hmm. you know so that they can so nothing can dig through yeah fox aren't so much diggers no they tend to be um 
I've had one that found like a seam. Yeah. You know, when the chicken seams. wire pushed their way through, uh, you know, things like that. So yeah. they're just kind of, and, and the, the sad part about this whole deal is that for the last 10 years, our chickens have pretty much been free range yeah. chickens. They've just been able to roam wherever they want. And now it's gotten to the point uh, with predators and stuff like that. And I don't know if it's the lack of rabbits. Um, mm. You know, we haven't had cottontails. We haven't had jackrabbits lately. And uh, for the last few years, a couple, yeah. two, three years, not a big, uh, usually we have thousands. And, and really it's rare to see even one uh, during the summer in the last few years. A few so, cottontails around the like you know, houses and stuff, um, jackrabbits. So we're pretty few and far between right now. And that's just their cycle. Like they just go through that. And so, yeah. And it, I think that's, what's bringing the, the predators closer, you know, and coming in. And I like having chickens just wandering around. Oh they, yeah. You know, I, it's fun. It's nice. And you see the ducks and geese, you know, they go out to the pond and, mm-hmm. um, they're pretty self-sufficient and they kind of keep themselves away from predators. We did lose a goose this year, didn't we? Just one. No, we lost a few, like, even when they were out on the pond. And then, like, yeah, the badger got one in the chicken run and stuff. Um, because, well, and we, I made them come back to the chicken house because it was getting cold. And they would, like, freeze in the pond and stuff. Like, you know, they can't be out there all winter. Um, yeah, I we got to figure something out. And that whole, I think almost, like, in all reality, like, the and all the chicken wire needs to come off. We need to redo... Yeah, we can, it, leave, we can leave the frame of the chicken run yeah, in place. It needs stripped Re- and rewired. everything. Um, I think the stuff that I put on the, the, the ceiling or the roof of the chicken run is like a wider, heavier chicken wire. Well, we can just cover that in regular chicken wire. Yeah. And then be able to get chicken wire in about the widest, you know, You can get like five foot chicken get. wire and then like we need to run it so that we can get... Good overlap. Minim- minimize seams and, and not have any seams low. Because obviously a fox isn't going to push through a seam that's four foot high. Right. So, yeah, we've got to... A lot of what we do is, I mean, it is trial and error. Like yeah. the first time when I built that chicken run, that was the first chicken run I ever built. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, you know, really know like uh, where to put the seams or how to run yeah. wire. And I think I ran, I think I did like four foot wire or something like that. And I would actually like to extend it out. Make it bigger. Make it bigger for them. Because I just foresee for like you know the foreseeable future like they have to be inside i mean they just so we i could would, we could do it all the way around the chicken house i mean something i think we it would be nice to do something and we could even do it now like we've got post hole diggers so you could sink new post and like nick has a trencher with a bobcat like we could we could trench it out it's, it's kind of a pain in the butt to trench that close to the posts that are already there well i know but if we but if we went bigger if we went bigger yeah i think we should do something here shortly because i would like to get them like back outside a little bit more okay well there you go thanks dan you got a job for me all right now let's it'd be a good project list fixing the chicken run it would be and part of the problem too is like if we keep the chicken run the same size that it is like they can get underneath the chicken house so we essentially need to be trenching around the chicken house and securing that too yeah so let's just make the chicken run go around the chicken house that's not a bad idea and trench it postal dig it and be done be done I would idea. almost like to mix a little concrete in with the chicken wire that we bury too. Could we do that? Probably. It just gets, you know, it depends on what you want to pay. It gets more expensive as you go, obviously. So. What if you put rock down? Well, that would work. Stop them. Maybe we put scoria or something in, in the trench. Would that be more of a deterrent than just dirt and then wire? Probably. I don't know. I the don't L know. thing is a good idea, though. I can see how that would work. So. Yeah, exactly. Nick, we need your trencher. <laughs> Gary's right. mini is sitting across the road. You ready for another another voicemail? Yeah, just go get Gary's mini and go dig a trench. Okay. <laughs> 
I have the perfect solution for your freezing water. The easiest thing to do is to get two politicians from opposing parties to have a heated discussion next to the watering troughs. That'll keep the water warm all winter. It would. <laughs> we have a lot of tanks, though. We need a lot of politicians. Yeah, and I don't like politicians that much, so I want them hanging around. So, <laughs> thank you, though. That was uh, Leon. I'm not sure where Leon's from, but uh, uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, let's take another one. Well, Mackenzie can start helping you weed. I'm sure she doesn't want to do it because it's dirty, but hey, her hands wash up. She can learn how to do it, and uh, she might like it. One thing that might help a little bit is I thought it was cute. Lincoln was starting to watch you uh, putting the lettuce seeds in the thing and that, and him getting dirty, you'd probably get more dirt in the basement floor than you would in the tubes but it'd be fun anyway i do so enjoy listening to the podcasts and the videos gives me something to look forward to every week that's jim from uh southern california mm -hmm. and uh i do we'll come back to the kid thing because i do want to talk about that mm -hmm. and when the kids are going to get to actually work in the garden because aaron's a little protective of her garden but you know the fact that that there are people who, um, you know, listen to the podcast, watch the, watch the videos and stuff like that. And I kind of talked about this last night in the, uh, in the live stream, but, uh, got sidetracked a little bit, um, during the live stream. Cause that happens in live streams all the time. Not that it ever, never happens in the podcast. Oh either. yeah, no, it happens. <laughs> but like the, the diversity of people that I'm learning that are watching and listening to what we're doing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I think I did mention in the live stream about, you know, a New York times bestselling author, you know, watches our videos to, to get ideas and stuff yeah. like that for her books and, and, uh, you know, doctors and lawyers and millionaires and, you know, entrepreneurs and people in Silicon Valley and, you know, all this kind of stuff that I wouldn't expect yeah, uh, and people, to, you know, to watch and right and, down the road in Wyoming, you know, it's yeah. Like, or people in Wisconsin who are, you know, Dan is, Dan is a, is a rancher farmer in, uh, in Wisconsin, you know, so mm -hmm. the, the, the difference in people, yeah. really does surprise me. And I think that comes back to us being able to, our whole, our whole life is based around diversification. Obviously, you know, we have cows, we have gardens, we have uh, YouTube and, and social media and stuff. But even that, even social media and our YouTube and our message is, our message is pretty much pretty centered. But the way we get that message across is very diversified mm -hmm. um, through different types of social media, through doing the artsy fartsy pictures on Instagram or, um, <laughs> which there'll be some up today. Yeah. So. Or, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the more economical type stuff, which some people might be interested in mm -hmm. this video that's coming out this weekend. Uh, you know, it's not really going to be about, the ranch. the ranch It's going to be just about like social media and how it works. And it's going to pertain to everybody who either wants to have a YouTube channel or wants to, to maximize their uh, effect with social media. They can use some of our ideas. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a business owner, if you're, uh, you know, if you just want to get your message out there. I yeah, mean, and we're definitely like not experts. Like there's not at all, but I'm going to talk about like what we do and, and how it's worked for us. Yeah. 
you know. And so, yeah, being able to 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 do more than just, you know, here's how to plant a lettuce seed or here's how to um, pull a calf, you yeah. know. I don't think it's so much about that. It's about the experiences of doing it and the wide scope of everything, you know, yeah. that's in it that actually brings these people um, to us is the diversification, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Agreed. Okay. Are you okay? You're going through the puberty. You got a frog in your throat? <laughs> now, let's go back to Jim's thing about um, kids in the garden. The garden is Erin's Eden. It is her sanctuary. It is her, it is her big top. It's... Oh, I don't know why. It's her circus. It's her circus it underneath the circus. big top. Da, 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 da. Sometimes you get Erin out there dancing and she's got a clown nose on, uh, chasing around an elephant. But it, it is. It's your It's your domain. It's mine. It's, it's your thing. So when it comes to having kids help, I know that they've helped plant seeds and they've helped do this. And they've been in the garden, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's not like Erin chases them off with a broomstick or anything mm-hmm. like that every time they come around. But there is that... You know, this is my space thing, isn't it? Yeah, there? absolutely. Um, so it's 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 so much different than just having like a home garden because it's it's our financial livelihood within those those fences. And so it's um, not that I don't want the kids. I want the kids to learn how to garden. It's going to absolutely be something that they're going to by the time they leave high school and they leave us, they're going to know how to grow a garden, all aspects of it. Um, Lincoln's destructive. Grace Lincoln's is, three. He's three. Yeah. Um, it's, he's just, he a, sees dirt and he just wants to throw it. Yeah. He's a three-year-old and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Grace is a little, Grace is probably the most calm and chill and like most interested in the gardens. Mackenzie literally hates it. It's hot. It's dirty. Like Grace and Lincoln, I can put them out there and like give them a corner that's like, Especially like in the high tunnels when we don't have stuff planted, I can be like, "Go play over there," and like they're so they're both, not helping. You're just sending them off to you're yeah, just but they get to, to experience it. But like they they're cool with like here's a shovel and some dirt, and like I'll play. Mackenzie's like, "I'm bored. <laughs> it's hot. I'm thirsty. I want to go over here and wander close to the highway because this is boring." You know, so it's there's trailers over here for me to play on. That's <laughs> another thing that's funny. Like we have trailers parked over by the high tunnels and. And we'll be working on that when we were when we were building the new high tunnel this last summer. Yeah, kids are over playing on a on a flatbed trailer. Yeah, like that is how is that more exciting than building a tunnel? We're building something here, and you're over there playing on a on a on a trailer. Yeah, but that makes me nervous because they're snakes. Um, yeah, I just I want them to learn. Grace loves to like pick stuff. They all help with like washing and packaging like much more and like we just don't show that so much. But again, that's like my OCD can like control situation too. Like they can't screw up production, you know, like they can by like washing carrots, you know, and and they can play in the water and get messy and and it's plenty dirty too washing is. So, it's um there's just certain things that I'm not ready to turn over control of, <laughs> uh, but we'll get there. Um, I think, yeah, Mackenzie's getting close to the age where she can pull weeds. I don't know when that's going to happen. I mean, when are you going to let Mackenzie like start hanging? Not yet. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's, uh, we're not there yet. Not quite. I think that, you know, obviously we'll get there. Yeah. And I mean, this- I, and I don't feel like that with the ranch. Like, you know, we're, you know, this is my tractor and this is my office and my space and get yeah, out. Yeah. Um, not that you're saying get out to the kids, but no. like, I don't really have that 
I guess maybe the shop kind of sometimes is like the shop is my space. Like if I'm doing something in there, you posted that, that video earlier where I sat down for a minute and I Mm -hmm. had a cat jump on my lap, you know, that kind of thing. And that's kind of like my place to go and chill if I need to, or get away. Unfortunately, everybody knows if I'm in there because the shop door is open and their lights are on. So there is no privacy, uh, you know, people pulling in and saying hi and stuff like that. But I think like, you know, the gardens, I, my first farmer's market, like season, I was pregnant with Mackenzie and then like we did the big garden, built the big garden the year after she was born and stuff. And like, I, as much as like, I love being a mom and stuff, like I needed that separation. Like I needed You my, needed to go to work. I needed to go to work yeah. and I didn't want to work full time and I didn't want to work away from the house, but like I needed to be my own person and like be something besides Mackenzie's mom. And so the gardens became that like sanctuary and like it's quiet. Everyone leaves me alone. Because <laughs> nobody wants to help. <laughs> nobody you, wants to see, help. this is the funny part about it. Like Erin, uh, she likes her sanctuary and she likes her, her time away. But if I if I walk within 30 feet of the garden, yeah, it's like, like, hey, come over here and give me a help, give me a hand. It's well, like, sometimes oh. I need your help with stuff, you know, and uh, like um, you don't need my help pulling weeds. Sometimes I do because they're taking over and I have not I need gotten to, to I need them. to just get dumb with that and be like, is this a weed? Is this a weed? Too oh, late this now. looks like an onion. No. I mean, so you essentially knew like very minimal about gardening. Yeah. I knew, I, that, I knew that chickens didn't grow in the ground. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I've taught you a little bit about how to garden. So I have the capability of teaching the children. It's just when they get to the point that I can't. I have a hard time doing, like when I go, I want to work and I just want to like put my head down and I want to work and I want to accomplish what's ever on my to-do list as fast as I can because the to-do list is long. (laughs) Do you think, this is a good question. Do you think if something happened to me for two weeks, just hypothetically, you could feed the cows for two weeks and do waters and all that kind of stuff. In the summertime, if something happened to you where you could not take care of gardens for two weeks, do you think that I could do it and still get to market and do all that kind of stuff? You honestly, just tell me honestly, because I'll I'll probably be happy with either answer. I mean, I think yeah, you could you could get something to market. Something I wouldn't bake, obviously. (laughs) obviously. I wouldn't take care of cake. Baking wouldn't. Um, I mean, I don't know. How confident do you feel in like your ability to walk out to the garden and be like, "What should I pick today?" See, that would be my problem. Yeah, you Even if you were pick. bedridden, I'd be like, what do you need picked? Like, yeah. if you told me, I could do it. But, like, if, I, if it was totally up to me to say, okay, it's, it's it's you know, the end of July. What do I need to take to market the last week in July? Radishes. We don't really have a chart or anything that says, hey, this stuff should be at market. So, like, I'd be like, okay, If we were corn, in the market season, uh, do yeah. I take, if, if we were in the middle of market season, like, I think if you were like, oh, what did we take last week? That would make a difference. And go yeah. pick that stuff. Um, but there would be stuff that would be ready that I may not know, like, um, you know, like leafy stuff, you know, maybe is it big enough? Is it not? Um, you know, I can look at a pumpkin and be like, well, that's not big enough to take to market. Well, and I hope you wouldn't pick a pumpkin in July. Exactly. (laughs) I think I would be smart enough to figure that one out. You kind of understand the seasonality of like when stuff is ready. I know pumpkins are in the fall. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Corn is late August. See, I, yeah. Some, something like the corn is when it's big enough to be edible. I know. I know you can go through and look at all of the corn. Yeah, you, know, the you would miss some of the nuances. I mean, for sure. Like, it would be rough, but I think you could do it. I do. I think you could. You would take something. I, I think take something. I think you would also struggle with quantity. You think so? Like Just how, how much, much to take? take? Yeah. yeah, I probably. Do you, would. you think? I would probably sell out because 
You wouldn't I take wouldn't enough. take enough. <laughs> you... And then I would come back from work and be like, I sold out. And you'd be like, really? How much corn did you take? You took oh, three... I took seven ears of corn. Yeah, you took you know. three bundles of radishes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you I kind sold of out. know. I win. I think the I hard... go home early. I'm sold out. Not that you like need to expand your produce knowledge and stuff, but like even at market when we set up and stuff, like you load the truck. So you see how many bins of produce that we have and stuff. But like I set up, I, I pick how much I want. I wash it. I pack I it I put it, it in the fridge. You put it in the fridge. You... I carry it around. I'm a lugger. Yeah. I carry it around. But then when we get to market, like I set up that half of the table and you kind of set up the other half. So right. uh, it's very much so like I know how many bundles of stuff that I need to bring. You might say, well, we need a bin of chard. But are you going to pack 20 bundles of chard in there or are you going to pack four and be like, well, it looks full. I'm going to pack four because I know that nobody ever buys that stuff. People buy it. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. So you'd get there though. You absolutely would be able to figure it out. And you're, if, if it was two weeks, your second week would be better than your first week. That's very so. true. And then maybe by the third week you'd, uh, you know, bake a cake or something. Speaking of which, uh, you're baking cupcakes as we speak. Or you're not baking cupcakes. No, they're, baked. they're done. You're frosting cupcakes or something. This yeah, is yeah. for Mackenzie's birthday. Her birthday is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, today is her birthday party at school. So Aaron's yeah. taking cupcakes in, but we're behind on this. So Erin's oh, yeah. going to have them. She's going to be like frosting them in the car in the parking lot no, at the school. I've got, so we're doing little, um, she wanted rainbows. Well, she wanted like princesses or something. I was like, there's boys too. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we settled on little rainbows. So um, I've got some sky blue frosting down and I've got some uh, airhead sour taffy rainbow colored strips. That oh, they're going to make rainbows we're gonna, out of. They're like these little flat strips of taffy sour stuff. Kenzie can't eat taffy. It's not that chewy. It's like she's going to get like three inches of little taffy. Like I'm going to make a little rainbow. So I got the, the blue frosting down. I have to like pipe some clouds, stick the rainbow in the frosting and get it to stand up. And then I got some gold um, sprinkles. Oh, okay. So it's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Nice. Yeah. That'll be cool. So then I have to, by two o'clock, I have to take it to school. And that is exactly why we're doing a short podcast today. Uh, Aaron does have to get going, so we're going to cut you loose for the day. But uh, feel free to get in contact with us anytime. You can can leave us a voicemail just like uh, Leon and Dan and Jim did uh, for today's podcast on the Anchor app. You can contact us via email at mail at rwyomingwife.com. Or you can actually send us snail mail, uh, old people mail. Uh, at uh, our Wyoming life. Is that offensive to people? <laughs> it's they know I'm kidding. I just I think it's funny because Mackenzie calls it old people mail and she calls analog clocks old people clocks. So I it's think it's just funny. not her world. And yeah, it's not digital and not touch screen. She doesn't quite get it. Um, but it, so if I do offend you, I am sorry. I apologize. I just think it's funny and Mackenzie says it. So it, let blame her. She's a bad influence on me. She's eight. Exactly. We're the same age. Not even eight yet. (laughs) It's only two more days to my birthday. I know. (laughs) The countdown has been on. (laughs) For a long time, actually. All right. With that said, uh, we're going to cut you loose. Thanks for coming out and uh, and listening today. And we will be back next Friday. Of course, check out our video on Sunday all about uh, social media and uh, how you can help us. And hopefully we can help you as uh, well. Go like us on Instagram and Facebook for an artsy-fartsy picture of some frost as soon as I get it posted. (laughs) So if it's not there, check back later. (laughs) All right. That's it uh, for uh, this episode of Beyond the Ranch. Uh, Until we see you again, have a great week. And thanks for joining us in our Wyoming life.
Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch.